This is Queer State of Mind, live on Radio Free Brooklyn. New York City's home for LGBTQ news and talk, powered by the Queer Minded Radio Network. Join the conversation live on Twitter at QSOMNYC and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Queer State of Mind. And send us your news tips, announcements, and events to Queer State of Mind NYC at gmail.com. Welcome back to Queer State of Mind for our second hour live on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yes, it's yes, 101 yes. in our studio in Bushwick. How y'all doing? Wonderfully. Yes, Great. yes. We got a whole full cast here today. I know. In the studio. So exciting. The black friends. Yeah, <laughs> Welcome. Single. We are living yes. single. Is that really coming back? Is like I keep on hearing these rumors. There is a rumor, I think that. Queen Latifah was on Watch What Happens Live and yes. they're trying to make it happen uh-huh. somehow. Who, I, whoever I'm needs fully to make that happen, that. Yeah. like Netflix. Netflix, 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 get it, get it together. Please, we need that show. So I need to know. Bring back all the white shows. How, you know. God, you're so hateful. No, no, that's a very important. Was that you that posted on Facebook talking? I saw somebody had posted. I was reading it through it today. I think I saw that too. I don't so, think it was oh, me somebody was real mad because they keep on remaking all these white movies, and it's like, well, but they did. What did they? They did a recent remake of. Well, we narrowed it down because it had to be a mutual friend. I know, right? We'll figure that out. Okay, I wonder who that was. It was a good post too. Oh, 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 oh! Laura said they do black movies and TV shows right the first time. Well, you know oh. that Living Single inspired Friends, yeah. which is going to be wildly successful. Yes. yes, yes, yes. They put a white cast on it, put it uptown, you know, or downtown, if you will. Anyway, they did. They did. <laughs> don't give. I mean, I actually I do love one of my favorite um, actors. Uh, oh gosh, I can't remember his name. The one to play Joey, I love him. I actually love him as a uh, Matt LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc, yeah. And I even watch his new show, which is kind of good, kind of bad, mostly bad. But it's you know he's cute and he's salt and pepper now and he's gotten thicker. I've never ever huh. um, seen Friends. I've seen a couple of episodes, but I don't watch Friends. I just didn't find it funny. It's not. It's dry. It's like not for me. And whereas I got, I grew older and I got more into like um, Seinfeld. Like Seinfeld, I don't I find that find funny, funny either. But Martin, mm. well, Martin was always funny. I ain't had to grow into yeah. it being funny. It was funny when I was younger, and it's funny now. I, I, right. My thing, I think there's a. Okay, I'll say this much. Or it, it all makes sense now. I I found those shows to be, and this is not insulting in any way. It's gonna sound shady as hell, but I don't mean it that way. Specifically geared towards a white experience and white humor. Just like Martin and certain shows were specifically geared towards certain black humor. I didn't get it. There are shows that like are Like It's just, Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yeah, there's something that's just... That's a funny show. Like it's so No, it's so it's funny, but so it is funny. not my experience at all. Like, that is, that is a it, certain type it of white might experience. Be, <laughs> it might be hilarious funny. It might be funnier to you if you were white. You know what Maybe. I mean? Maybe. So, that's how I felt about Seinfeld. Like, you had to be an old white person. Then I realized you had to be an older New Yorker, and then it makes a little bit more well, sense. And there are shows that are very specific. Like, take, for example, The Nanny. I thought oh, the I nanny the was nanny. hilarious. Yeah. But when I moved yeah. to New York City, the nanny took on a whole. Oh my gosh. Well, when you friend. met those people, like when, when you I met people met like, like Fran and her mom and Sylvia, and they used to come to the Met and they're sitting, ah! And yeah. was, I was like, oh, <laughs> like, this, this is, is real. real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, same thing with the hair and like the, uh, the, the, oh, it was just like, oh my God, this is. For real, this is, these are real so people. So I, you know, I think as a kid, like, and even as a young adult, like, watching shows about New York is probably one of the reasons why I'm here, like, and why I was just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna move to New York, like that just makes total sense. Like my favorite recent one was Gossip Girl, and it's not a great show, girl. But it's you tried. It's not show. <laughs> whatever. Gossip Girl was amazing. I, I like that style though, like, because I love the OC and I love Dawson's Creek. You need to stop. <laughs> I can't. Stop. I am going to take away your card. <laughs> which card, girl? I got multiple. Which ones you revoking today? You know today? which one I'm talking about. 
That is a mess. What? I love those I mean, shows. I mean, technically, he can use his gay car for those shows. I'm right. Sorry. I'm sorry. Right. And it would be approved with a high limit. Not for that. that. I'm not saying it's not tacky, but you know. Whatever. Oh Gossip Girl? Not, Gossip Girl was a great show. Are you a 12 year old rich white girl? A basic girl? I wish. Oh. <laughs> oh. That makes me just I sad mean, in sometimes my Sometimes I do too. Shit. <laughs> I, okay, so no, I don't think that Gossip Girl was that bad. Come on now. It was tacky. You know what? I, I feel like we hilarious. all have television shows that were kind of like. I'm a little, yeah. Like, like what I, a little shame that we enjoy a bit. What about you? Yeah, what are your tacky shows? You know, my. I don't have tacky shows. I watched Once Upon a Time, but that's not tacky. What's, yeah, what other shows do you watch? I'll determine if it's tacky. Okay, okay. I watched Once Upon a Time. I love The Middle. That's a good show. Um, you're talking about white shows that I watch? No, no, I'm trying to be. They ain't no shade. The motherfucking shade. No, no. We said tacky shows. No, I found that I was a little bit tacky, but I found I was a little bit racist in my TV viewing. I really, I was like, oh, you don't really watch that many shows that are like. Um, I'm trying to what else I watch that's tacky. I used to watch uh, Nashville, but you know that's like, but you no, know that's, Nashville that's was ratchet. good. That's ratchet. That's, that's a ratchet different. TV. Yeah, that's ratchet TV. Yeah, that's. Um, I haven't. To, like, are they on right? hiatus? Because I haven't watched it recently, and I haven't. Yes. Yeah, I think they're on hiatus. I mean, every now and then I watch me a good old Real Housewife of Beverly Hills, but that's ratchet TV too. Uh, yeah. So I don't really watch. You know, I don't like watch when Seinfeld comes on. I don't watch it. I, I no like I you know what I'll say this much I do like a good old Hallmark white movie <laughs> about two o'clock at night like she stood alone you know like oh, a lifetime yeah, the movie lifetime movie a woman yeah. without her breast you know uh-huh. something like that <laughs> my of of all time not without my daughter is oh Sally that, yeah. Damn, yeah. that movie when she had to get her daughter out of Iran mm-hmm. it, that mo- I've watched that movie so many damn times. <laughs> She said, not without her daughter. Not honey. without her daughter. I would have left her, that Matab, there. Her daughter, Matab. <laughs> I would have left her right there. Like, girl, sorry about your luck, but um, <laughs> sorry about it. I got to go, honey. Tell your daddy. <laughs> Good luck. She couldn't go. She had no passport. They took a passport. Uh, she would have been right there, girl. I was like, girl, you piece of black sheet, girl. Drape it over your face. Let's keep it moving. I can't. I can't. <laughs> what about you, Jose? Do you have any trashy TV? That you I'm know? trying to think of what. Like, I watched Nashville. Yeah. I, um, I haven't. Like, once they killed Raina, I was just like, I sort of checked out. I am really, really upset the fact that they killed Raina James. And I have not I still have not since. really dealt with that. And I I, you brought, now that you brought that up, it has just, so, it has triggered. Thank you very much. I haven't gotten there yet, but oh. good to know she's dead. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> now, see, you know the rule about the show. You're right. supposed to be caught up on the show. We, we talked about this, like, We did talk ago. about it when this happened. We talked about it, but Sadie might have been out of town. No, I was here. I was probably drunk as hell. Oh, probably. More than likely, which reminds me. Are you drunk as hell right now? <laughs> no, no, honey. I have to sing tonight. I cannot give the kids drunk vocals, son. People paid their good hard they on did. money. They did. I, I actually did. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Uh, okay, what else do I watch? Oh, what else do you watch? Do you, I mean, I, I watch, watch a lot of like, dramatic TV now. So it's like all about Homeland, Game of Thrones, and all that sort of I stuff. I love Game of Thrones. But I will say this. I've rewatched like series that I used to watch like either as a preteen or in like my young 20s. And some of them haven't aged very well. Right. And Charmed? My... <gasps> I love Charmed. Charmed. I like bad. Charmed. Yeah. My, what I was going to say, Sex in the City. I think Sex in the City. Uh, oh, I love Sex in the City. Horribly. It I'm did s- not age very well. It did so, not age well at all. Speaking of TV, let me segue into this. If an, anyone hasn't seen this yet, has anyone guys watched Your White People yet? Yes. I watched the whole series in like two days. And if you haven't seen it, you have to watch Father. It is very profound. And, and I told a couple of my white friends, like, well, I, know. I said, the show, just, it's just called Your White People. It is not about white people. It is brilliant, you know, without going into details. It's, it's, a, it's about every different type of black person there is <laughs> and how we relate to each other within, <laughs> in a, a very, that one topic. So it's so intersectional. I'll go for it. Yes, intersectionality right. of us. It's That's the word. You know, I can speak. I for. loved that show. You can too. Stop playing. Right. Like, it was, you see how I don't be shading say who like how she be shading me? It was like a... <laughs> <laughs> but she be popping on the mic just for shade. Like... Anyway, <laughs> see, I I thought it was really well done, and there was a movie. The first it was a movie. It might have been. Was it a book? It's a, mo- it, it's a movie. I don't know if it was. A it book, was a movie. It was a movie, but yeah. the series like delves better Deeper. into topics yeah. that the movie really didn't cover. 
Because I enjoyed the movie. Some people didn't yeah. really enjoy I the movie. I liked the movie. I thought the movie was, was pretty good. It's just very interesting looking at... I think it should have been a show, though. Like, looking yeah, I can see yeah, it, it. It works better as a show. Looking at... I'll say this just a little bit about it. Looking at people, the way it's written, judge the black world who are in Ivy League. Yeah. But they're black Ivy League people who necessarily don't really live... They live the black experience but don't live in the black world person. It's just so many layers to it. Right. <laughs> it's like And I think that you was are interesting. Still at Harvard. You saw all you of are those not different... at community college. But you know, it's just yeah. like hmm, so you really are I don't know if you're overcompensating or if you're undercompensating. It's so good. It's so good. It's just it's like looking for the outside and it just it just shows how complicated we are as a people and mm-hmm. that's what I love about There's it. There's so much complexity yeah. kind of with that experience. No, uh, it, but it was it was a really great movie. If you have a chance to watch yeah. it, you should. I think it's still on Netflix. But you on your all your white shows. Speaking, it's a Netflix show, right? No, yeah. no, was no. But he's referring before. to the movie. Aside from the yeah. show, it's on Hulu, I think. Well, and but and, and things don't stay on Netflix forever, which is kind so of annoying. Like, right? Yeah. I was like looking for. They brought back Paris is Burning because there was like a period of time where Paris oh, is Burning. Was, they were usually, not yeah, on they there. after Pride they take it and then they bring it back like slightly. Yeah, yeah. they do. I don't. Because like when in doubt, like when I have absolutely I have no idea what I want to watch, I literally just watch Paris is Burning really? over and over and over again. I love. Uh, it's a great. It's a great yeah. movie. So something else happened this week that is kind of important in the gay world and LGBT world, I guess, in, in some respects. Chelsea Manning, who was incarcerated for leaking thousands of classified documents um, and was arrested and tried and convicted uh, for a myriad of charges, but was not convicted of the highest charge, which is like an act against the country, like aiding and abetting a foreign government. Um, was released this week because of a pardon from President Obama in the last. Is that the one I was in uh, Puerto Rico? No, 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 somebody no. else. That was so. Oh, you're thinking of Julian Assange in Ecuador? Oh, okay, yeah, never mind. Never mind. Um, Chelsea Manning was the or is a former army private. Oh, the one that became a transsexual. Yes, the okay. one she, she. Um, during the process of incarceration transitioned um, and became a woman or transitioned to live as a woman. Um, and has since been known as Chelsea Manning. Uh, she was released this week, and uh, there's still a lot of kind of controversy about whether or not she should have been released, um, whether her crimes were in the spirit of an open government or if they were treasonous. Um, what do you think about that idea? Like, should someone who has leaked all of this information have been released from prison? Should they have been in prison in the first place? Yes. And I'm saying this from a pure selfish point of view because if you're going to, I'm going to get all Black Panther on you. If you're going to put a black man in jail for having, you know, two ounces of weed or a pound of weed for like 15 years, mm-hmm. you can put somebody in jail who's leaked stuff about the country mm-hmm. for a long time. You know, that's just how I'm looking at it. Right. It's like it doesn't make sense of the to law. me. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh, I said, but no, this person actually had, this, had the country attacked and you know, and other things, whereas somebody else just, like, was selling weed. You know, that's just how I'm looking at it. So, yes, in that sense, for me, should have been there a longer time. How long was she in jail? Um, it was a few. It wasn't a full sentence, for sure. I mean, I'll find like, that. What, two years, maybe, um, even that? Yeah, I didn't think it was. I think it was a few years, but it wasn't the full length of the sentence. What do you think, Jose? I don't know. It's tough because it's it's one of those things where it's I've I've heard of this case and I I, you know I've not done my due diligence to find out what the specifics are about. But I guess knowing, I don't know. I I, I guess one shouldn't serve seven years they, of a thirty-five year prison sentence. Yeah, they probably should have served a little longer than that. At least ten. That's a good number. So, well, I have to ask: is it um, is it based on the merits of the? case and the belief that the crime is worth that punishment or a belief that because others have been punished for less things she should be punished it's both a little bit of both because if that's if okay the the crime carries 35 years correct Mm -hmm. so she should serve at least a third of that Mm -hmm. that's I mean just there and so if she doesn't serve a third of that, she serves three years, then I'm bringing that in with people who've done less things mm-hmm. 
who have a crime, is the, the the full extent of the crime uh, of their service is 15 years, and then let them serve 12. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm just like. Eh. But do you feel because I'm but that's not like apples to oranges. You yeah. can't compare like one crime to another. Right. Like, when True. when you're looking at these things, you have to look at it, you know, on based on the that case on the facts of the case. Yeah. And the thing is, I. I can't really contribute an opinion because I don't know the facts of the case. So that's why I'm like, I'm, I guess, being careful with my answer. <laughs> no, I think that's say fair. what you want to say. For me, I don't, you know, we, it, it looked at whether or not you believe her right, her act was justified or not, or whether you feel that it was violation of, you know, violating security or state secrets. Um, her acts you know, some people believe that her acts were done in um, kind of a support of liberty and the pursuit of liberty and exactly. a transparent yeah. government. And others believe that it was a violation of trust. Um, you have that security clearance. You are sworn to protect the secrets of the United States. And she violated that. You know, and there's a. We also live that. in a world now where the man in the Oval Office is done that right right so like and and to be quite honest you know the the previous administrations the obama administration included have their secrets and they have things that they have done that were not necessarily done um according to what people would believe is the best interest of the american people so right you know it could be applied anywhere i i'm happy that she is out of harm because the places you know being incarcerated. Was oh yeah, harmful. was she was, was she in a men's prison or a women's prison? I believe. Well, I believe in Leavenworth, and I don't know how it works as far as gender separation. Um, I don't believe that they were in a or they were in a women's prison though, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, I know. Yeah, I don't know. So, um, so moving on, it is. First week of the new season, and yes. we have yes. a bunch of new shows launching, including mm. our friends from Talk Shit, who are in the studio with us, and we want them to tell a little bit about their show. So get on, Durant. I don't know why y'all. Come on. It always gotta be gotta be me. Why well, I gotta be the spokesperson? Okay. Oh, I see. Run to so, the mic. Oh. <laughs> right, well, the mic kind of looks like you. Mm-mm. I had a run to it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I had to catch it while I was there. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> so basically, the show is self-explanatory. It's talk shit with Ren and Ron, Lauren and Deron. And yeah, basically, we're going to be talking shit uh, for an hour. You're talking about our lived experiences as black millennials, as a black woman, and black queer. It's going to be very intersectional in that way. And that's basically it. You know, 4 o'clock on Sundays every week. Millennials. I thought you had said Black Mormon, which totally exists, but I was like, I didn't know that. Also, that would make a very interesting show. <laughs> I thought I said millennials very clearly, but maybe I was. But it was the woman that sounded like Mormon. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, okay. Yeah, Lauren is a Black Mormon. Mm-hmm. So, what are. They didn't let us into the church until They did not. They did not. They did not. And they would not ordain. Um, black ministers for a time after that too. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, that is very true. <laughs> so, what are some of the things that you're going to be talking about on this show? What are we going to hear? You're going to be talking shit, but what types of shit y'all going to be talking? We're going to be talking pop culture shit, music shit, same thing, but better. Yeah. Um, life shit, drawing gets on my nerve shit, Ooh. family shit. What kind of shit? All the shit. <laughs> Lauren is rude shit. She is so motherfucking rude, but I put over her ass. I've been putting over her ass for seven motherfucking years now. It's been that long. Yeah, it's been that long. Okay. <laughs> Bitch, we old now. <laughs> Bitch, like, fuck y'all. Fuck all of y'all. I was I was actually about to get on the mic and tell y'all not to be throwing all those expletives out, but then y'all said that bullshit, so I just had to come. No. Anyway, so talk shit. You can catch it on... Sundays at 4 p.m. right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. And just to let you know as well, I'm going to be launching a new show called Objection to the Rule on Sundays on Radio Free Brooklyn as well. But for the next two weeks, we are going to do a showcase of all of the new programming on Radio Free Brooklyn. So you'll get to hear some previews of some of our new shows and some of our old shows. So tune in for that 
coming tomorrow at one. And we have another guest joining us. Yes, hey, Miss Mitch, how you doing? Hey, CPT, bitch. Yeah. CPT. Oh, now shut up. But it's the truth. <laughs> it oh is, God, we we are a it. black show. We operate hey, on, hey, hey, you hey, know, hey. as long as somebody gets here to start the show, we good. <laughs> somebody put That's us true. on the air at noon. <laughs> We all right. We can make it. Factual. <laughs> shady facts are true facts. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, you know, I don't mind a little shady facts. You know, she beat me here, Bro, and it was about... Cincinnati, Ohio. See, oh, oh, <laughs> that's the gag. So here's the gag. Here's the gag. So at 11.50, I get her right out the door here. I said, oh, I got to go get, you know, like, champagne for the show. She's like... Who's going who's gonna to be in the studio? You guys, you got to be there now. You're not going to make it. I said, oh, girl. It's all, it's all time. <laughs> so we walked to, we'll walk to the liquor store, and I'm getting the stuff there. And then Duran comes up. So he's on. She's like, so you're just, who's in the studio? I said, oh, don't worry I, about I it. I was in the I studio. I said, we make it there in time, yeah. you know. So, you know, she's she's very put together. Yeah. <laughs> Who is she? I haven't met her she yet. She is my sister-in-law. Oh, hello, sister-in-law. How yeah. are you? That's is Liz Stevens. She is Fabulous. Oh, she's very, very fabulous. This is my fabulous. I've known this woman for a very long time. Okay, okay. Since she I was looks a, fabulous. I was, I was a little toddler. Yeah. We gonna have to talk. I'm gonna ask uh-uh. you some questions <laughs> offline about Seydu. He was younger. Okay, uh-huh. we wanna know. We wanna know all minds. the tea. <laughs> so we gonna go ahead and take a little musical break. You know, get reacquainted. We'll be back and we'll talk to Liz when we come back. From our break, but what we got? We got more Janet Jackson. That's what of we course, got. Hey, yes. Janet. Yes. It's all Janet, you know. Happy birthday, Janet the Jackson. Real queen of pop. Ooh, damn. I mean, well, there's that <laughs> ag- aggressive voice again. Sometimes he wake up, he think he from the. I don't know what's going on. With no, you. no. I, I was. I will clearly say this: the queen of pop is Madonna. The empress of pop is Janet. Okay. I will yeah, give. I'll yeah, give that's that's actually correct. The royal court of pop. We should map out the royal court of pop. Who would, yeah. It will start with Cher. <laughs> and really, Whose just, birthday it, is today. Oh, she has birthday today. Are you serious? 72. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. 72. The God is the pop, right? 72. So, so now I feel like we have done it. We ain't got one Cher song on here. Oh, that it, is it, true. It's, it's Cher's birthday. You know what, girl, next week? Sorry, it's Cher's oh, day. <laughs> we had to make up for last week. Oh, <laughs> I only feel bad because she's Armenian, so, you know. She kind of arsed too. If she was white, I'd be like, fuck it. No, oh, shit. <laughs> no damn but you it. you know what? Just... I apologize from the bottom of my Sorry, heart, Miss Sherilyn Sarkeesian. We will get you next week. Next week. We'll, it next will be week. It will be all about share. you. It will be all share. All share. All day. Yes, we're yeah. going to make that happen. <laughs> also, make sure that you come out to our fundraiser tomorrow. It is at 5.30 p.m. at... Oh, wait. It's a super secret location. So in order to find out where Ooh. it is, you will need to RSVP. And you can do that online at RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash tickets. You'll get to hear Bushwick Hotel, Love Honey, Falling Birds, our vaudeville with um, Velocity Love Child and Face Boy and so much more. So make sure you come out and help support Radio Free Brooklyn on the 21st, which is tomorrow at 5.30 p.m. here in Bushwick. We'll be right back in just a moment right here on Queer State of Mind.
Oops. I want to rock with you.
you're listening to Queer State of Mind, New York City's home for queer people of color to gather and talk. Stay connected with all the tea and more. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash queerstateofmind and follow us on Twitter at QSOMNYC. Welcome back to Queer State of Mind live on Radio Free Brooklyn. Ooh, that sounded really good. Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> really I was just though. remarking on the, the, the timbre of my own voice. This doesn't happen very often. That womanly voice, honey? Yeah. Anyway. Fish. So, we've got some. <laughs> honey, pescado para la vida. Anyway, so. Liz, welcome back to Queer State of Mind. Thanks hey. for joining us again. I love being here with you y'all. love kicking. You, you be kicking off our seasons, and we love having you. I love you. it. Yeah. I love you it. Are, oh actually, my gosh, this is my second time. Yeah, this is your third, third time, time, but it's your second time being the season premiere. Oh my yes. gosh, we just don't have to book you for every season special. premiere. Yeah, yes, and you got to Yep, I put on the calendar next year. Yes, I'll be here. yes, November. Don't make no plans. We be November. here. You probably have something going on okay. until you want to come. She on. always does. Yes, she be opening her brothel at that time, honey. What you say? She be opening your brothel at that time. <laughs> I would just like to hang out around there. I wouldn't participate necessarily. Lies. I would. I would just like to Lies see. Your have name is Lies. I'm open a brothel, but if I did, it would definitely be like not like uh, women only. Like only, you know, you like it would corn. be like a completely like wild and crazy. What if brothel. you? Because what if you? You know, you go into the brothel and you uh-huh. like, you know, you think you want this, but then maybe you want that or you want both. Exactly. Like I feel like you should have like, options. Would be, there would be literally something for everyone. Yes, <laughs> that would right. Yes. You really something would for everyone. Part. And please don't stop playing that in your head right now because I kind of think you are. Oh, what? You'd be something like, for everyone. You know, your little brothel. <laughs> that could like, be your um, tagline. Like I actually. That could be your like, tagline. Something for everyone. Something for everyone mm. i mean if you, you look know, if you plan on doing Tadu this knows, i take in. an idea i run with the shit yes, so. you do. <laughs> that, yes. I, yes, that might that might could stay a little bit i'm just I'm saying like, hmm, where know. would that be legal nevada <laughs> okay maybe new jersey i don't All right. know <laughs> jersey is shisty like that you can gamble there adults, like that wasn't completely shady adults, you can gamble right? there so maybe you know it's the next step so what's going on with you, Miss Lisa, Lisa Stephanie? What's going on? What's happening? Uh, yes, Lisa Stephanie is is birthing this summer with the album. That's yes. yes, right. Her jazz yes, album's coming out. the jazz album she is wrote all coming the songs. out. I wrote all the songs, my little self. And um, I have this, like, really crazy, amazing keyboard player. His name is Michael King, and he Fantastic. has... Fantastic. Okay? Like, just oh. ridiculous. And he uh, did the instrumental arrangements. And um, he is like the the band sounds amazing. I wish I could play it for you guys, but no. it's not like quite finished because yeah. we're like now in the mixing and mastering. We've done all the recording, but it's like really I'm proud of what we're doing, and I can't wait to have it. We're gonna put out like one song in June, one single, and then we'll release the rest of the album. We'll come back when you August. have that single and we debut it I here. I will. I'll be glad to. I'll be glad to. I'm curious to know. We've had a few you know, musicians on here working mm-hmm. on projects. Talk to me about that process of putting together an album and kind of from beginning to end. Like, what is it like as an artist? You know, um, for me, this is like 100% new ground, mm-hmm. right? When you're an opera singer, everything is prescribed. Yep. You're told what to sing, when to sing it, how to sing it, what language to sing it in, mm-hmm. how to sing, when you should be quiet and soft, when you should be loud and raucous. Like, you're told everything. And so these songs, like, they just started coming to me. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them birthed out of my ridiculous, wacky dating life with the men's of New York City. <laughs> I hear so many of these stories from my, like, female friends. Because I feel like gay dating is different. But, like, straight. (laughs) What's so funny? The first time I heard the first song she wrote from this, and I think I said this before, Uh we were at uh, a brunch that I had made. It was about 1.30 in the morning. We was a little sauced. (laughs) Wait, you was at a brunch at 1.30 in the morning? Right. This is the first problem, right? (laughs) The brunch started at, like, Four, right, but it kept going for like eight That's hours. That's even worse than my brunch. So we, was, we, 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 was, we usually eat before the eleven o'clock news. We was about ten you know? drinks each in each. Oh, no, ten is like a modest. That's thing. a party. That's not a. That's a party. Yeah, like two gallons of vodka. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and nah, so this was like she was like, guys, I've been writing music. <laughs> 
it just came to me. <laughs> That's pretty much what happened, right? And so we unplugged it. I said, girl, you should play it. Play it. We're going to hear your song. Right. Oh, girl. Said, I could just see this all going all down. Happened. She tried to hum it at first. Mm. Like, oh, no, I can't drunk. right now. Drunk. drunk. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, no. And she played it for us on her <laughs> first writing of the song. And it just and it's built from there. And so I would never I I was at the inception of this. You're at I'm the debut. very happy about You're at that. the actual debut yeah, of debut. the actual first single. Oh, wow. so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and that actually was the first time that I had shared it with people I didn't know because there were people there who I had not met or had not really not that I hadn't met, but I hadn't spent a lot of time Honey, with. We didn't care about Vodka makes friends. Right? But, you, know, you know, vodka makes friends. Yeah. Vodka <laughs> makes friends. So we made friends and the more people I shared it with, the more people were like, this has to be something, right? Yeah. And then it started to be something. I met Michael at this concert. He was playing jazz, but he was playing jazz with like this language of classical, really like mm -hmm. interwoven and especially mm -hmm. like that early 20th century French music, which oh, is like yes. my shit. I love that shit. Yes, yes. So he, so he's up there, and I'm like, this is the sound that I've been trying to find. He was somebody WC, have pretty much right. He's pretty much playing WC while somebody's singing Duke Ellington, and it's like, hmm. like mind blowing, right? So I walk up to him afterwards, and I'm like, Hi, I'm Liz, and you're gonna play a project for me. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and he was pretty much looking at me like I was a crazy person. Later on, I found out he's like out there touring with like Dee Dee Bridgewater and like famous ass people. Oh, so wow. that's why he was... was looking at me like I was crazy. Like, who are you? He didn't know who I was. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Now he knows. And we're like, see, know, it seems it to have like worked out. Match made in heaven. Yeah. The mu musically, we just like really lock in. And so like I said, the project is good. I'm ha I'm real happy and proud I'm of this just project. Real proud. We've done a couple of concerts with the music. People respond every single time with like fantastic, so much joy and appreciation and gratitude. And like during the performances, you can see where they're moved. You can feel where you can see where they're inspired, and you can see where they're just like, yes, bitch. Because yeah, there's certain yes. things that just require yes, bitch. Because <laughs> I'm talking about you know life. And yeah. life is life. And sometimes life is, oh. So it's interesting yeah. because jazz has always been one of those forms that is kind of talk about the raw experiences of mm -hmm. life, you know, and very, the, the lyrics are always very, like, you know, kind of connected to personal experiences and not really in, like, that kind of artist-y, kind of, like, superfluous right. way that right. tends to happen. What are some of the things that you talk about? And you said you talk about the dating, but give us some specifics and kind of what you're talking about. So um, so I have the the first song that I wrote, the song that um, Sedu was talking about that I shared with them <laughs> when I was drunk, was all about, like, it's called I Can't Breathe. And I wrote it because I was seeing this guy who had me hemmed up. I was, like, all into him. And when I would talk to him on the phone, I would hang up and literally, like, be out of breath. Right. Ooh, because exhausting. he was like, Ugh. he just had all the words. He said all the words. And so the, and then but also we had all the chemistry when we were together. Mm -hmm. Right. So whenever I was around him, it would just be like, <gasps> you know, that like feeling of breathlessness. And so once I was on the phone with him and I hung up and the song just started coming to me, I can't breathe. Right. Mm -hmm. So that song is about that. Another song is about like the last thing like that, like. Um, it's called Eternity. I think that's going to be the <clears throat> single. I'm not sure. But it's about um, like somebody who you are so into that you just want to be with them for the rest of their life, right? Mm -hmm. And you're like, it's not me. <laughs> the chorus says, it's not you, it's not me, it's we. Okay. And so um, that's one. Another one is like kind of more of a breakup song. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's enough. And the black you woman know? can have an album without a breakup that's song. What, right. You can't have an song, album yeah. without a good old breakup <laughs> song. <laughs> <laughs> but then there are some other songs that are actually about um, like the political situation. There's a song which actually was not on the concert that you were at. Oh, there's there's some new songs on that okay. on the album, and um, it's all about like the state of politics, or not even politics, but the state of our world. Mm -hmm. How we walk through the world and we don't even really see each other sometimes. Yeah, and that is how like we are in the situation that we're in politically in the United States, right? Mm -hmm. um, the song addresses um, the killing of our black people by the police. It addresses like um, 
hunger and you know it addresses like a lot of things that are going on in our world that to me just shouldn't be mm-hmm. you know and that's actually a duet with me and the drummer um and uh but yeah it's like we really are i'm like going through a lot of different themes and ideas and just kind of sharing my life experience that's awesome so. fantastic awesome. so yeah i'm curious i want to go back to the dating piece and i want to talk about that last one you were talking uh-huh. about um kind of sh- the american experience and mm-hmm. um, dealing mm-hmm. with police brutality but what are some of the craziest experiences you've had dating in New York. <laughs> I have stories. I feel like everyone I talk to has crazy New York dating experiences. What are some, it's one of yours that comes to mind. Um, so first of all, I'm part of the crazy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh. like, I am Claim the worst. True facts, true like, facts. I'm the worst. Honestly, I, I don't, I like, I'm so afraid of freaking commitment that I can't, like, I can't even get it together, right? Mm. And I'm I'm giving that shit up because it's not working for me. Mm. If I actually want what I say I want, then I get to give I that shit up. I feel you. I right? feel you. Mm-hmm. Um, and the funniest thing is the the so here's the craziest craziest situation that I've been in. I was the I there's this guy who I was seeing, on and off, for actually a couple of years. Right, he hadn't really met any of my friends. Um, but. I think my friends kind of know who he is, and I'm not going to put in any any stuff uh, around him, right? Mm-hmm. But this guy who we kind of like went on and off, whatever, back and forth. And um, we started seeing each other at a point, like four or five months had gone by. And like the last six weeks of those four months, I had been thinking, this guy is acting crazy again. Same shit, Right. Mm-hmm randomly in conversation with another friend, she's like, oh, who are you seeing right now? And I'm like, oh, I've been seeing X. I, I didn't say his name because I have nicknames for all the dudes that I feel. <laughs> 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 extra tall, extra short, New Jersey. That reminds like, me of, <laughs> you remember long. Broken Hearts Club? <laughs> that, that reminds me of the Broken Hearts Club and yes. how they used to have nicknames for all the guys. Right. Yeah. So I'm telling her I'm seeing this particular one and the the nickname that I gave him is very descriptive. So she starts asking me questions like, oh, well, you call him that. Who is this? Blah, blah, blah. Eventually she asked me for his name and she's like, girl, I've been seeing that man for two months. (laughs) Oh. So the dick must have been real good. Because I won't even... to get into that because it actually wasn't. Oh, like, oh. And, and like the, th- the so the crazy thing about this guy, it was never ever ever about the dick, and I'm about the dick, like, right? Let's like because usually if no you racking words. them up, then it's you like know. if somebody has me spinning, most likely it's because he got good dick. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's why I'm the worst, right? I'm not the worst, but that's why I have. Oh, you just honest about the, the priorities, that I have, right? Yeah. But with this guy, it was really about connecting. It was like he liked like a black man who likes to sit around and watch Seinfeld. Like I love Seinfeld. You were just talking about but Seinfeld I don't meet earlier. A whole lot of like, yeah. oh, were you really? Yeah. Wonderful. How I can watch it now. Like, like I get it. Right, but before you didn't. Yeah, it didn't and make I any do sense. not encounter a whole lot of black men who want to sit around and watch Seinfeld, but it's one of my favorite shows. This guy, the first time I was at his house, that's what we did. We sat around and watched Seinfeld, and mm. I was like. You know, put that on. Honestly, I, put that on. I feel like if you make a good Netflix connection, but that's why Netflix and chill is so, real, so real, right? It's because so if you real. if you on the same level with my TV shows, I could probably fuck with you. That's likely. True. Like likely, likely. likely. We think alike. Yeah, same shit. We think about the same shit, right? You find the entertainment, in right? The yeah, that's important. Exactly. So it was not about that with him, and it was just like so that. Like, so he been Netflixing and chilling like, with a couple people. Here, look. <laughs> I was like, well, if he is dating you, and the funny thing is, she's also an opera singer. Uh, oh, he's messy. Messy. Was he an opera singer too? He's not. Oh, that's messy. So I'm like, now, did you really think we don't know each other and gonna? Well, because he's not. Who, he didn't. Precisely. Yeah. We all he's know thinking, each other. You oh, know, this circle is like that big. It's that big, that big, mm. and it, it was just—it was the most bizarre moment in the history. So did y'all continue life. with him or did y'all end it? Hell no. 
You don't get to have it all. Like, yeah. I mean, in the first place, it was it was like the the answer I think that I had been looking for. Mm-hmm. So that was the beauty of it. Like, yeah. it was the answer that I had been seeking with this particular man. Like, why do we always get to a point and then it starts to get weird, mm-hmm. right? And the way he couched it was his own fear of commitment, which played into my own fear of commitment. And so I fell for that shit, right? Mm -hmm. And so then after a while, and then we would revisit and revisit because we had a lot of common ground in chemistry. So we would keep revisiting. And now, and like now I'm real clear, like it was not meant to be, right? (laughs) And it was the answer that I needed. Sometimes it takes a while to get there. Exactly. And it was like, why do we keep, why why does it keep getting to that point? Oh, because he's actually saying like, 15,000 other people, (laughs) which was, and I think probably (laughs) if it had been anybody else in the entire city, I don't know if I would have been as pissed because we were not necessarily exclusive. Mm -hmm. Like we hadn't made any grand declarations. We had talked about things like the future, you know, which always kind of puts me in the mindset of not seeing other people, but we hadn't said anything about that, whatever. So, Mm -hmm. you know, people do what they're going to do. But the fact that it was somebody who was like really in my tight, tight, tight circle. That was mm. the other part of it. That was crazy. Yeah. No, I think that like how random it's like a very, like it's hard to get over such it's a messy. thing, mm-hmm. like such a violation. Super messy. Um, so back to the song that you were talking about that's involving kind of the state of affairs in America. Yes. The last time you were on this show, we were mm-hmm. post Trump or we had maybe just gone through the election yes. or so. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. It, it's been a blur. Because of yeah. all the things that have happened yeah. <laughs> yeah. since then, yeah. Um, kind of, I remember you talking about your fears as a woman, things like that, mm-hmm. and about that. How have have your fears changed about the state of America since we've had we what 120 days now? With no, Trump? if anything, they've increased. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm clear that if nothing changes, if we're if he's really allowed to continue in the way that he's been operating. We will have war mm. within the next four years. And it will be like probably unlike anything we've ever seen. Yeah. That's really my opinion. Um, I'm like, look what's just happened with the health care bill. Mm. Like, no, my fears are stronger than ever. The I think what has shifted is the idea that it's within my power to do anything about it. Mm which right now I don't feel that it is. I feel very powerless in this current paradigm. Like we are nothing to me that's happening right now is logical. Hmm. Nothing that's happening right now has, has like connection to the fabric of like, I I don't want to say it doesn't have connection, but it's not like it's not based in what I think American principles are. Yeah. And granted, we're not a perfect country, Mm. but I will be honest, I absolutely love being an American. Mm. And the more I travel the world, the more I appreciate my status as an American. Yeah. Because people that live in other countries are not as fortunate as we are. Mm -hmm. Regardless of what color, race, gender, sex, um, sexual identity, like whatever else you have going, like you are simply, because you're an American, you live in a state of privilege that people in other countries do not enjoy. And that's right? it's a very that's a very good point that I think that if you've never left the country or never experienced life outside mm-hmm. of the country, you don't understand yeah. because we see the range of wealth to poverty. We right. see extremes Which is in this country. Absurd and extraordinary. It it is. It is. Mm-hmm. And to think that there is poverty worse than American poverty is a Much really worse. hard thing to fathom, mm-hmm. but it exists. Much worse. You know, and it exists on a great scale. Right. Um, right now, you know, th- for instance, the president is traveling in the Middle East. He has visits to Saudi Arabia, to, I think, Jerusalem, and then mm-hmm. to the Vatican. Um, in some attempt to, like, try to unify the world's religions, I don't really know what the reasoning is mm. behind it. Um, but thinking about all the things that are happening right now mm-hmm. domestically and even thinking about the, the international priorities that I feel like are, are here, I don't understand why we're in we're going on a 
visit to Saudi Arabia and the Vatican, and I, it doesn't make sense to me. Check on your business. I, I think. Well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I think you know uh, that again underlines what I was saying before, where nothing that's happening right now is logical. Logical. Yeah. And now, with that said, it is a part of the job of the U.S. president, regardless of the status of our domestic condition, to also be a diplomat yeah. in some sense, right? And to also have an international agenda, mm-hmm. right? However, what is unclear is what that what agenda that is. is, to your point. <laughs> like, like you literally, you just go into the Middle East? Like, what? you going what? What are you planning to say to these people who you've already announced are not welcome in our country? Yeah. Oh, no, Saudi Arabia is not oh, bon- They're not banned. They're not banned. Excuse no, me, they're not banned. They're, they're not You're banned. Absolutely right. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. absolutely right. Interesting. But, yeah, yeah, right. Very interesting, right? <laughs> but what are you planning to say? And do, can are, we trust it? Like, can we trust it? No. And And... Who are you to go whether in with the interest of uniting religions? Right. Yeah. Like your lifestyle is amoral, right? Frankly, mm-hmm. your business practices are amoral. Mm-hmm. Your political platform is amoral, right? And religion is not morality. But who are you to go and have and like go on with an agenda yes. of telling religions to play nice with each other? When you've done nothing but like, right? I, it doesn't make any sense. Like to alienate. Me. It's very odd. So very I odd. wanted to give a couple of moments um, to let Sadu talk about his show tonight. Mm-hmm. Oh Lord! Because mm-hmm. our wonderful Sadu Carmo is going to be starring with Rebecca Scales. Is that the right name? She's featured. Featured. Oh, fe- oh! <laughs> There's no wording is important. Featuring. 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 Featured. Um, so the whole concept of this show, I actually always wanted to do, um, the whole concept of this show is based on the fact that when she's going to really understand this, when I was, um, started college and started to do vocal performance and you studying classical music and you sing as a black singer, people always want to sing a fucking spiritual or fucking porgy and bass. <clears throat> You're like, I'm not spending all this money to come True. sing a spiritual and porgy and bass. Nothing wrong with it. It's just that I'm here to give you this. And what the uh, other layer for me that is beyond you is the fact that I was African and that was an African-American okay. history. It wasn't an African history. Right. So I'm like, why do you want me to sing spiritual? I don't know what the hell that is. You know? And I knew what it was only because, and my sister-in-law here, Valda, Valda actually, when I was 14 mm-hmm. years old, she used to have a center uh, for African-American studies that she used to go to. And I used to go and teach uh, the African songs I knew to her other people and hang out this was a big, yeah. I used to be there all the time. Yeah, he was so, our musical director. Since I was 14 years old. Yeah. I love it. He took, yeah. He took um, African-American spirituals and changed the words so they were African. So, yes. So, yeah. So, she got me involved we in this. You didn't know that. Ooh, I told very deep a lot of things oh, about yeah. Because Valda's very, Valda's very involved in maintaining the African-American heritage in that sense. You know, so we did all of that. But the show is about the fact that, you know, people always want us to sing spiritual songs. So it's called Negro Canons, Melodies from the Future Behind Master's House, because I'm making fun of the fact that we're going to sing all these songs that are, quote, unquote, black songs or black driven. So it's like, I don't want to sing Porgy and Bess. I don't want to sing spirituals, but I'm going to do it. And so it's a whole show based on nothing but that. And of course, with my brain of humor to kind of intercept and my friend Rebecca Cummings, I was actually doing a show by myself, uh-huh. but I decided, I said, you know what? I need a mammy. Oh, you absolutely need a mammy. So, yeah. You can't be doing a black show so, without no damn mammy. Exactly. So it was important to me to have a female version yes. of, you know, that. So we will both be there, you know, in our characters, Obadiah and Kizzy. So, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so, it's going to be a good time. If you can make it, it's at the duplex tonight at 7 p.m. And like I said, it is called Sadu Carmo Presents Melodies, uh, Negro Canons, Melodies from the Few Behind Master's House. We are going to try to outslave Cicely Tyson. I don't know if it's possible. Ah! <laughs> but we'll give it a try. It is not a PC show. Don't come here in your feelings because I'll probably offend you. Uh-uh. <laughs> you know, but I want to also point out real quickly before we get off the air, it's a show that I want to do use comedy and also present things that are important within the African American African American and African community. 
All right. Well, that Ooh. is all we have time for. Thanks so much. Make sure to check out Sadie So tonight at the Duplex. You can still get tickets, and we will be back next week live with more Queer State of Mind. Thanks so much, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Queer State of Mind is produced by the Queer Minded Radio Network, a queer people of color focused radio community. Thank you for listening. Find out more about Queer Minded Radio Network, including our other shows, news and more on our website at www.radioqueerminded.com. 